turning tonight in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We want to read beginning at verse 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now if you would mark your place here and turn back to Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. I want to read at verse 24. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. Let's stop reading there and look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this remembrance feast tonight. And we pray that as we look into your word together for a few moments that you would help us to see the importance of this service from your perspective. And we pray that you would help us to also see the danger and the harm and the destruction when this service is neglected. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, for a few minutes, we want to Think about this service that we have gathered to observe. And the importance of this service is suggested by the fact that the first service in the Bible is the Passover. Notice again verse 25. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you according as He hath promised that ye shall keep this service. This is the fifth time that we find the word service in the Bible. The previous four times it refers to labor and work. And even to the labor of a servant or a slave. 
But verse 25 is the first time that this word refers to the public gathering of God's people in obedience to the Lord to remember and worship Him as He commanded them to do. The Passover is the first service mentioned in the Bible. And it's like that because it is the service that presents the person and work of Christ. The Passover lamb is an Old Testament picture to us of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The promise of God spoken by the prophet Abraham was that God will provide Himself a Lamb, Himself. And the demonstration of that promise is the Passover Lamb that we see here in Exodus chapter 12. The Passover Lamb, as we see in verse 5 of this chapter, was to be without blemish. And we want to see the parallels tonight between the Passover Lamb and the Lamb of God and the Passover service and the Lord's table service. Passover lamb, as we see in verse 5, was to be without blemish. Without blemish. In 1 Peter 1.18, we read, For as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. John the Baptist identified the Lord Jesus as the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. The blood of this Passover lamb was to be shed. We see that in verse 6. You shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. The blood of this lamb was to be shed. The blood of the Lamb of God was shed. His blood was shed on the cross of Calvary. John tells us in his gospel in chapter 19 and verse 34 that when the soldiers came to Jesus and saw that He was dead already, they break not His legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced His side and forthwith came there out blood and water. On this night in Egypt, the children of Israel, as we see in verse 22, were to take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lentil and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. 
and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. God said in verse 13, this is why this is so critical. He said in verse 13, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Leviticus chapter 17 tells us that it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When we take the blood of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we apply it to our hearts by faith, by faith. Pastor Kelly points out in his book on Bible symbols that hyssop that we read about here in verse 22 is a symbol of faith. It's a symbol of faith. The people of Israel were by faith. By faith. They were taking and doing what God said to do. Take the hyssop. Take that hyssop, dip it in the blood, and put it on the two side post and on the lintel over the door. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When we, by faith, apply the blood of the Lamb of God to our hearts, when we take our place as a sinner, when we come to the end of ourselves and we realize that we have no argument to offer to God, we have nothing that we can give to Him but what He has provided, the sacrifice of His only begotten Son. And when we, by faith, apply the blood of the Lamb to our hearts. The Lord says to us, just as He did to Israel here, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. I think often when I read that verse of something that C.H. McIntosh said about those words, he says, it's not our estimation of the blood of the Lamb that matters. It's God's estimation of the blood of the Lamb that matters. And God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That is eternal security. That we can rest our souls upon forever. God brought Israel out of the bondage and slavery of sin by the blood of the Passover lamb. And He brings us out of the bondage and slavery of sin by the blood of Christ our Passover who is sacrificed for us. This is why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Just as the children of Israel came out of that scene in Israel, which was a scene of death and bondage and slavery, 
when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, He brings us out of the bondage of sin and slavery. This place of death, ye, uh, you're dead in trespasses and sin. Ye hath He quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. He's brought us into the glorious light and life of His own self. We see here in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 2 that the Passover was the beginning of months. It was to be the first month of the year to these people. The same is true of us. Our life is of no value. Our life is of no account until we apply the precious blood of the Lamb to our hearts. Until we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we're in bondage. We're alienated from the life of God, having no hope and without God in the world. But the day that we take the hyssop, the day that we apply the blood of Christ, our Passover, to our hearts, that day, that day we pass from death unto life. That day is the beginning of months to us. It's the, to be the first month of the year to us. And we're to remember that day. Just as these people were to remember. And they were to remember it by keeping this service. By coming to this public gathering of God's people in obedience to Him. And I want you to notice that there was preparation for this Passover service. That these people were to keep in all of their generations forever. Look at Exodus chapter 12 and verse 18. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. The preparation for the Passover was that leaven was to be removed from their habitation. It's not to be found in your houses. And it's like that because leaven symbolizes evil. And it symbolizes particularly secret, active evil. That had to be removed before the service or the, of the Passover or that soul would be cut off from the congregation of Israel. That's what verse 19 says. Now, if you kept your place in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, let's look back there, if you will. You like me, I've only got one marker in my Bible, so I got to switch it back to Exodus chapter 12. 
But look at, at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And notice the language here. Verse 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven. That's what the people of Israel were supposed to be doing. So that they could keep the feast. Purge out therefore the old leaven. That ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Then, he says in verse 8, we purged out the, uh, therefore the old leaven. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven. That's got to go. Neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Notice what Paul is saying. If we're going to keep the feast, if we're going to remember Christ, our Passover, then we're going to have to get the leaven. We're going to have to get the secret active evil, the secret active sin out of our habitation. Because if we don't, if we don't, look at what Paul says over a few pages in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation. If you look that word up, or if you have um, a note in the center column of your Bible, you'll see that that word means judgment. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. If leaven was found in the houses of the children of Israel, if they ate that which is leavened, that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel. We just read that in Exodus twelve nineteen. But isn't that what we read here in verses 27 and 29 and verse 30 concerning the Lord's Supper? Verse 30 says, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Believers who eat and drink unworthily. Eat and drink. And what does it mean to eat and drink unworthily? It means to have leaven in our life. It means to come to this service and not purge out the old leaven. That's what we read back in chapter 5. The old leaven of malice and wickedness. We don't purge it out. We come in, a, in, a, in such a state that it's still there in our lives and we're holding on to it, whatever that is. Then we're eating and drinking unworthily and we're drinking judgment to ourselves. And Paul describes how some of God's people have been cut off. Cut off in verse 30. Some have been cut off through weakness. Physical, bodily weakness. Some through sickness. Some have been cut off 
through death. Now what we see here in 1 Corinthians 11, what we saw, let me, let me start that over again. What we saw back in Exodus chapter 12 is the twofold purpose of the Passover. We see that here. The twofold purpose of the Lord's Supper is to remember the Lord's body that was broken as He bore our sin in His own body on the tree. It's to remember His blood, the blood of God Himself that was shed for us that we might be redeemed. And when we think about these things, it draws worship from our hearts. Remember back in Exodus chapter 12, we read there, you don't have to turn back there, but these people were to get the leaven out. They were to remember the Lord in the Passover, the Lord's Passover, when He passed over the houses of the children of Israel, and it produced worship in their lives. The people bowed the head and worshipped. The Lord's Supper is to do the same thing in our lives. But before we can do that, we have to examine ourselves. We have to judge ourselves. We have to confess and forsake our sin. The same purpose that we just talked about at the Passover. The other purpose of the, uh, the remembrance of the Passover the other, and the remembrance of the Lord's Supper is this idea of worship. Worship. To bow ourselves, to bow our knee before the God of heaven who is willing to leave the glories of heaven and come into this world and die that we might have life. This is what Israel was to do. This, this was the importance of the Passover. But something happened in Israel. Something happened in Israel. Turn over, if you will, to 2 Kings chapter 23. 2 Kings chapter 23 and... There's something that I'd never noticed before. But I think it's very important for us to think about. 2 Kings chapter 23. Now, in this chapter, we have the reign of King Josiah. A man who did that which is right in the sight of the Lord. He was a man who had a burden to repair the temple. And when he sent those who were going to do the work on the temple, they made an amazing discovery. They found the book of the law. It was found in the house of the Lord. They brought it to Josiah and he read the law to God's people. Josiah removed the, the idols from the land. And he did something else. If you look at 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 21, 
And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God. As it is written in the book of this covenant. Now notice verse 22. Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah, but in the 18th year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holding to the Lord in Jerusalem. Now look over at Second Chronicles chapter 35. Second Chronicles chapter 35. Let's read it verse 1. Second Chronicles 35 and verse 1. Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the first month exactly according to the commandment of the Lord that we read back in Exodus chapter 12. Look at verse 18. And there was no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. Samuel was the last of the judges. Remember back in 2 Kings... Uh, chapter 23, Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel. And here's the specific mention of the last judge, Samuel. And there was no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. Neither did all the kings of Israel keep such a Passover as Josiah kept. Think about that. Think about who some of those kings are and the priests and the Levites and all Judah and all Israel that were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem in the 18th year of the reign of Josiah was this Passover kept. Now here's a question. Are these verses telling us that there was no Passover in Israel from the time of the judges through the reign of the kings until this Passover under Josiah? Well, let me answer that question this way. In Joshua chapter 5 and verse 10, we read this. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. The next time that we find the word Passover and the keeping of it is in 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 21. The Passover that we're reading about here in verse 1. Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem. And they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the first month. And there was no Passover like that. To that, there was no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet. The time period between Joshua chapter 5 and this Passover in the days of Josiah is 827 years. Now here's the suggestion 
and I believe that it's the truth. Israel stopped remembering the Passover. Israel stopped remembering the Passover. And when they did, the examining of themselves stopped. Part of the Passover was to get the leaven out of their habitation. The examining of themselves stopped. The removing of the leaven, the removing of the, the, the secret active evil, the secret active sin from their lives stopped. The remembering of the Lord's Passover, that wonderful night in Egypt when He passed over the houses of the children of Israel because the blood of the Lamb was upon those houses. And he smote the houses of the Egyptians and delivered the children of Israel from the slavery and the bondage of Egypt. That was left. The bowing of their heads in worship as they considered these things ceased. And the answering of the question of their children, remember what we read back in Exodus chapter 12. If you still got your place there, you can turn back. The Lord says in verse 26, It shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service that ceased? That ceased because there was no service to raise that question in the minds of their children. And what was unimportant to the parents was unimportant to the children. This service will be as important to your children as they see it be important to you. Sometimes we think about how Israel got in the state that they got into. How'd they get there? I believe this is one of the primary reasons. They stopped observing the Passover. And their sin went unchecked. And look where it took them. Look where it took them. It took them to the worship of idols. It took them to the worship of Molech. It took them to the worship and sacrificing of their children. The depths of the sin that grew from the leaven, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Unconfessed sin, not examining and judging themselves so that they could keep the feast, I believe is one of the reasons Israel and Judah went to the depths that they went to. It can happen to us. Can we not see the importance of this service? It's the first service mentioned in the Bible. And it will be the service we observe in eternity. That's what the Lord Jesus said in Exodus 12 and verse 24 when He instituted the Passover. He said, And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. It's what he said in Mark 14 when he instituted the Lord's Supper. 
Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day. I drink it new in the kingdom of God. What's that? That's eternity. I'll give you a thought and you can take it for exactly what it's worth. I wouldn't be surprised that if the marriage supper of the Lamb was not a remembrance feast. A remembrance feast. Why? I, I, that song the choir sings. It's still the cross. It's still the blood. It's still His body that was broken for us. It's still His blood that was shed for us. Worthy is who? The Lamb. The Lamb. The Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The importance of this service cannot be overstated. It can't be overestimated. The importance of examining ourselves and, and judging ourselves, the importance of removing the leaven, removing the secret active evil, the secret active sin from our lives. The importance of remembering the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, His body that was broken, His blood that was shed. And having that calls us to bow our heads and to bow our hearts in worship. To lose the importance of this service in our minds and hearts and in our attendance is to put ourselves as Israel and Judah did on the road to being entangled again with the yoke of bondage. On the road to being taken captive by our own sinful heart. May we never lose sight of the wonder and the purpose and the importance of this service. If the men will come, we will... Remember the Lord in the Lord's Supper.